There's more excitement in the air once again at Travis Field. Now the Bombers sit at the top of the league comfortably. Once again, a 15-3 record. I'm Luke Hamilton, Nick Urbez, John Shotgun Bows along with us as well as always. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Backwall Bombers podcast. Um, look. This team's sitting at 15-3 and three now. A big turnaround after uh, dropping three straight earlier in the year. What do we think? Well, first off, I think the biggest thing is that four of their wins this week come against the defending champs in the Victoria Generals. A lot of close games and a blowout to finish off the season series with this team, um, or at least the series for right now. It's a big punch in the mouth. Yeah, I, like, I like to say that a lot. Punch in the mouth. But it's a big one for the Generals right now. It was a great series. We are both tied at 11-3, tied at first, and four-game sweep. That'll give you a comfortable lead. Well, we talked on the radio broadcast earlier. It was sort of at the beginning of that series, first team to five will win. Right. Um, the Bombers scored five runs in the first three games. It was a 5 nothing game, a 5-3 game, and then a 5-4 game. We saw the Generals sort of progress throughout that series. We thought, hey, maybe this fourth game is the one that the Generals will go ahead and grab. But you know what? It's a, it's a testament to finishing the job from the Bombers. An 11-5 game is is a statement, like you just mentioned. It's it's a genuine statement to the rest of the league that hey, we're going to sit at the top, and Texarkana is the next opponent, and uh, they're they're knocking on the door of the Generals as well. Right. Uh, I was really impressed with the pitching um, since we last spoke. Our starters are giving us innings. You know, we're obviously short in death right now due to just the flurry of games that we have and the limited arms and so we've needed quality starts and we've gotten them time in time out uh flores dante woodard gave us a good start a lot of good pitchers henry bird there's honestly too many to mention they've done all an extremely good job keeping us in ball games and giving us a chance even though our offense struggled a little bit at texarkana they're definitely back they're scoring in every inning it seems now uh rather than just going up 2-0 or 3-0 in the first and second and dropping after that so it's been really impressive to see as a team. A couple of extra inning games uh, have been uh, results on the year for the Bombers. But you know what? Uh, even our most recent game with Tyler Flores on the mound, like you mentioned, Coach Dillard, we talked to him. He said Tyler Flores is going to have to give us quite a few innings here. We're short on depth. And what did Tyler Flores do? He gave him solid innings of scoreless baseball again. And this team will have more guys like Cam Wynn um, out of uh, Johnson County Community College. Uh, towards July, even uh, Asa Lacey, like you mentioned, right. he'll be able to even get one start in for the Bombers here. I believe that's going to be in in late June, June 24th, maybe this upcoming week. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the pitching staff uh, responds throughout the summer. Again, it's a long summer, like you mentioned. It's going to be difficult to keep up the success. But 
When you sweep the Victoria Generals, it sets you up for a lot of success going down the road. Four games is a lot, especially in this league. Yeah, it's hard to win baseball games. Much, much harder to win four in a row, and much harder to win four in a row against a good team. Uh, everyone respects Victoria. They see him as a top dog in this league. And uh, you can tell these guys are loose. They're having fun. Uh, we talked to each one of them. Uh, they're, they're all just having a blast. They really meshed well from day one. It was really impressive to see. And they just all have a, a great mindset. Like, backtracking on what you said, how Coach Diller talked about Flores, you know, that goes in your head as a pitcher. Like, there's pressure that builds up that's saying, like, I need to have good innings. Like, I need to last. And I believe he pitched around 90, 90 pitches. I believe it was about 87 pitches. Yeah, 87. Yeah. Um, and he still performed. That's kudos to him. That, that's a really impressive performance. Absolutely, and we also added more pitching depth to the team this week in uh, Amato coming over right, for the right. team, joining us on the road in Victoria. Luke, talk about him a little bit. Yeah, Amato Almanzada, you know, he's out of uh, the Dominican Republic. I got an opportunity to speak to him a little bit before um, before our most recent home game. It was the day after his, his start. And uh, he's just, uh, he's, he's very comfortable with this team. I think whenever Coach Nelson was uh, bringing him into the league, um, there was thoughts about him in Baton Rouge as well as Texarkana. And um, I talked to him a little bit about finally landing in the Brazos Valley. And he says it's the best decision um, that he and, and Coach Nelson could have made for him. I think he's very excited to be here. Um, we got to talk to Christian Sepulveda as well, who's been taking some cuts pregame with us. Uh, a bomber last year, Christian Sepulveda, led the team in home runs. Uh, he talked a little bit about Amato and just how he's, uh, he's incredibly focused on the summer as far as just preparing his arm for, for, for his next year. And um, at the end of the day, if you're going to add a guy in the, in, the depth of, in the depth of that bullpen, it's it's, it's good that they're adding a guy like Amato because he gives you efficient innings. We saw that if you didn't get to see him pitch uh, in Victoria. Yeah, he was impressive. He didn't even ride the bus we met there. Uh, that just shows, that's a testament to how Coach Nelson coaches his team. Guys can just fit in. Obviously, Sepulveda coming back. That just shows the guys want to be back here. Everyone loves to be around the Bombers, uh, Coach Nelson especially. It's, it's awesome. Like We get to see it firsthand. It's really it's a really cool deal. I think when you go five and one since the last time we had our podcast, it uh, it lightens the mood. Like like we mentioned, three games in a row, this team dropped to Texarkana. Everybody thought, hey, you swept through the Louisiana right. part of the schedule to start the year, starting off ten and zero, a franchise record. Mm-hmm. You take on a Texarkana team that's the first Texas team in the TCL that you're facing that year, and and you get it handed to you, and yeah. and people are thinking, hey, is this team? the yeah. best team in the league or are they the third best team in the league and, and I naturally think... naturally that doubt seeps in your head but uh they clearly you know they we talked to them they honestly thought it was a huge just a fluke honestly right they cleaned up the muddy waters uh very efficiently against victoria sort of making that statement now they've got an opportunity to take Texarkana on again here soon and i think that's going to be important you got to be able to win your head-to-head against them like we know they lost three or four to Texarkana. last time we talked uh, we played on fireworks Friday. We ended up losing that game. But the next game on Saturday, uh, guys like Cole Coker bounced back. He had four RBIs. Our guy Steve McGuire talked to him. Take a listen. I'm here with Cole Coker. Cole, you said that the three-game uh, three losing streak against the Texarkana Twins would provide extra motivation for this team. Can you walk me through what the emotions were like heading into this game tonight? Yeah, I mean, exactly what I said, you know. 
we came in here, we had a little motivation, so we tried to do it early in the first two innings. You can see that uh, we put the numbers that we wanted to do, so it came out all right, and we got the win, so it's all that matters. Okay, when you crushed that inside the park home run off that air, walk me through what happened. Walk me through what was going through your mind. Yeah, well, I was turning, uh, I was turning second, and uh, Nelly was giving me the red light, but I felt like I had it, and uh, I shouldn't have blew him off, but I kept going, and then they overthrew it. And then once I saw him overthrow it, I was like, all right, I'm going to go take this one. And uh, got in safe, so worked out. All right, an impressive win over the Texarkana Twins. How does it feel to beat this team that has bested the Bombers in the last three games? Yeah, it, feel, it feels really good, you know, to get one. I mean, we, uh, we struggled the past uh, three games with them, and uh, it was good to get the last one of the series for sure. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Eric Coker talk about bouncing back from a couple losses there, and I think coming home especially probably helped that out a lot, especially since Bomber Stadium, Travis Field, kind of a hard place to play for some road teams. The team's 9-1 and one right now, and uh, I think teams aren't really expecting to, to get what they get when they come to Bomber Stadium, I and mean, we've got... Yeah crazy walk-up songs we've got a unique atmosphere i'll tell you that i mean <laughs> we're getting airs from other teams we're getting wild pitches past balls I, certainly are, it's, it, well it's funny because we've been around the entire league at this point and we've seen every ballpark and, and travis field is certainly unique uh, to say the least in that aspect but you know even the antics that are put on during the ballpark uh you know to sort of maybe throw the other team off whether it's uh what is it the the bad flute uh, we got a new identity folks John <laughs> yeah we uh we like to give the players something to think about, the opposing players to think about when they go up to bat. You know, not only are you thinking, all right, I gotta, I gotta perform, I gotta do this. We like to put a little something special on it. We have added bad flute remixes to your favorite songs, ladies and gentlemen. We have, it, it's, it's annoying. We almost kind of get- <laughs> We understand it's annoying. We, we hear the screeches. We hear the, the drowning out. We have to try and drown it out when we're in the press box. Um, we also had a goat remixes this past week, so a lot of screaming. All the fans were loving it. They were screaming along with the songs, um, and they're not going anywhere. Fans, they're they're sticking around. I mean, well, what's funny is uh, you know the opposing lineup is 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 as much as they expect to come into the ballpark and have some type of funny walk-up song for themselves, I don't think that they expected this, and it kind of caught them off guard. Yeah, yeah, we had the pleasure actually to talk to some Texarkana guys due to uh, their bus breaking down and. They they loved it. Like if you if you hear the song and you know it's annoying, just take a peek at the opposing dugout. We had players. We have proof of it as well. Players at bat just you know just laughing, Chuckling, laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think talking. we do. Uh, we have a clip of uh, of I believe one of the uh, general hitters uh, sort of losing it uh, right uh, pre at bat. So check it out. Cut off man, and now the tying run potential. You gave them ninety free free ninety. So you hear it there, obviously, we're trying to make it a little funny. In fact, I actually got a request from the Victoria General's players to mispronounce their names on purpose. And I tried my best, I got a couple of them. Um, but I, I think the biggest, bigger point, bigger picture here is that guys are loosening up, they're having fun, and they're competing, and that's what it's all about. And Nick, Steve had a chance to talk to uh, Chase Kemp about his recent play, and he seemed to kind of loose in his interview. Yeah, he's usually a fun guy to talk to, but uh, he he uh, struggled with a live thing. Take a look. All right, so <laughs> so I'm on the field with Chase Kemp. All right, Chase, so we've completed this uh, sweep of the Victoria Generals. What was the message from Coach coming into today's game? Uh, really, just 
we started out strong the first three, and uh, we're in first place right now. We just wanted to keep it rolling and keep uh, keep winning, and just get up four games on these guys and go from there. All right, so you've been living on a steady diet of extra base hits lately. Uh, hey, what has fueled this run? Uh, really, I'm just trying to hit fastballs early in the count and do damage with pitches that I can, and that's about it. All right, so we've swept the Victoria Generals. Uh, we had a little trouble against the Texarkana Twins. How do the Generals stack up against the Twins? Uh, they're pretty close. I mean, all the teams this year in the TCL are pretty talented, so there's not really any that are above and beyond anybody else, so there should be competition throughout the whole summer. All right, fun. so we head to Texarkana this weekend. What can we expect from Texarkana? Uh, just good baseball, and but if we play like the Bombers can, then we should win. So. All right, Chase, thank you very much. Right, appreciate it. So you got to listen to Chase Camp there. Steve said it himself. He's feeding off uh, extra base hits. Camp, our player of the week last week. This week, our player of the week for the Backwall Bombers is Brian Schellenbarger. He is alive, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think Luke wants to explain something. Okay, yeah. Um, baseball culture, it's, it's, it's sometimes different in other places. When the turf monster gets you, uh, you don't, you don't recover. <laughs> You don't come back, and uh, you know uh, you're deceased at that point. And uh, the joke uh, may have been a little bit of bad taste, but you know what? Uh, we've seen the Chicago Cubs do it with a couple of their players. They get the chalk outline of their guy rounding first. They get the detectives out there. They, um, you know, even we've seen guys in the field with uh, when they make errors or their or their glove pops. Uh, finally on the field or something. They'll have a funeral for it, things like that. But Brian Schellenbarger, based on his play alone, is obviously I think he's very alive. Very much alive. <laughs> and recovered. Brian Schellenbarger, he's a fun guy to talk to. Uh, you know, he's always wanting us to bump his walk-up song up a couple of notches at home, which is always fun. Uh, he's uh, he's a guy that I normally get to talk to before games, especially at home. And just, uh, I, like to, I like to talk to everybody just to kind of feel what the energy is in that clubhouse that day. And Brian Schellenbarger, just like Jordan Yates, always got a smile on his face. And uh... yeah, so a funny, the funny story about Schellenbarger and what we did for him as a walk-up. So after that game where he fell and Turf Monster got him, we went on this road trip and we planned on the special thing where we'd play in the arms of angels for his uh, walk-up, the first, first at bat at least. And so, first game at home against Victoria on Tuesday, he actually didn't start the game, but he did pinch hit in which he did have a, you know, a go-ahead hit uh, to bring, I uh, believe, Chase Camp. Chase he Camp drove home. in uh, yeah. Chase Camp, so, so it was at bottom of the eighth. But at that at bat, we were telling our sound guy, don't play the, don't play the arms <laughs> angels. This is a big spot. We're in the eighth inning, um, and so we did play his normal song, and then the next day, Bryant requested a new walk-up song, so he comes in to Wednesday start thinking he's gonna get a fresh new walk-up song. And oh, he did. He, oh, he did. He did get it. <laughs> but at the cost of his first at-bat, you can take a look here at his reaction. And rolled just out of the reach of Austin Trace. So looky there, it's a two-nothing ball game. Brian Schellenbarger, uh, it's very hard to argue uh, player of the week um, any other way than Brian Schellenbarger. 
Just based on his performance, we saw him uh, go to the opposite field, a solo home run in Victoria this past series. Uh, it seems like it's extra base hit after extra base hit from this guy, and he is totally heating up, and it's, I don't think it's gonna slow down. I mean, we saw Victoria, I mean, it's only 3.05 down the right field line for the lefty Schellenbarger, and he decided he to said just that was go too opposite easy. field. Yeah, he <laughs> said it was too easy. He went ahead and went 3.90, 3.90 plus the other way. So uh, Brian Schellenbarger, your player of the week, um, well-deserved the man out of Ohio. Uh, we will move on now to our pitcher of the week. This is always a difficult one. We've had incredible outings from our starting staff um, seemingly throughout the entire year. Yeah, this is honestly the hardest thing we have to do for each well, as we prepare for these podcasts because so many guys play and so many guys do well. Uh, but our pitcher of the week is Mr. Dante Woodard. Dante Woodard out of Texas State. A solid outing in his last outing. Look, uh, we see this guy get quite a bit of relief uh, outings throughout the beginning of the year. That's what we've seen from him. Uh, his last start, uh, what a start. Dante Woodard, he's, he's kind of put his head down and just absolutely rolled through through hitters. And in fact, uh, we saw him strike five out of six, uh, strike out five out of six batters in his last relief appearance. And then he came off of that with an incredible start. So uh, it's always a difficult uh, task to choose the pitcher of the week, but uh, it's hard to argue against Dante Woodard right here. Uh, go ahead and give him the uh, the hardware. Yeah, congratulations to Mr. D-Dub Dante Woodard. But ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Holy shotgun, Jordan Yates <laughs> has decided to announce that he is continuing both his academic and athletic careers at McNeese State. Congrats to Mr. Jordan. Look at that. Yates. Jordan Yates, uh, the Southland Conference boy now. We can say that. Breaking news here on the podcast. An interesting story from Jordan Yates. You know, I got an opportunity to actually talk to him after Wednesday's game. He did uh, He did mention to me that uh, his desire was to go to McNeese State, and I didn't know that it was going to be this soon that he'd be able to sign with them. But you know what? Another Southland guy. Add it to the roster. We've got quite a few of them, but there you go. Congrats to Yates, man. Or as John says, yee Yates. I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> the United uh, Yates of America. Yes. Right here, McNeese State. I've been wanting to use the United Yates of America <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the PA, but he hasn't. You know what? That's, he's that the that hit one out of the park. <laughs> might have to be the next one. So, All right, that's going to be it for this podcast. Make sure you tweet at us, mention us. If there's anything you guys want to see, we're always looking for ideas in the office. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun. It has been. Again, this is another edition of the Backwall Bombers podcast. Luke Hamilton alongside me, Nick Gerbez, and John Shotgun Bows. Thanks for joining us again. Until next week. Space in the space means peace. See you later. 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 Later, alligator. Pop blows the weasel in the earth.